Well, it's that time of year again, folks. The last minute busyness of shopping. You know, I, I just heard, uh, I had a friend text me, uh, I think it was yesterday, saying that he hadn't bought Christmas gifts for anyone, his wife included yet. And uh, I felt panicked for him. But uh, it's that time of year. All the dinner planning, you know, all the extra grocery shopping, putting on those extra LBs this time of year and uh, getting all geared up for our New Year's resolution. And, um, you know, you got to go digging for the one collared shirt you know you have buried somewhere in the back of your uh, closet so you can look presentable at your in-laws. Yep. It is Christmas time, everyone, and uh, I didn't paint a very positive picture there. <laughs> it was, it was uh, kind of the, the side of Christmas that probably uh, kind of gets our goat a little bit, gets us a little uh, uh, maybe um, burned out on the holidays. You know, it's kind of like you hear the 12 days of Christmas for the 15th time. You just, I don't know, you start you start to feel it. But uh, I say all that to tr- to try to genuinely convince you that, uh, Christmas actually is one of my favorite times of the year. You know, there's just, there's an extra buzz going on. People are uh, a little bit more excited, a little bit more kind to each other. As a teacher, you see the change in students, which is uh, really cool because, you know, uh, teaching uh, teenagers my whole career, they start to, you know, act like they're they're too cool for that kind of thing. But then when you, you know, you're like, hey, what do you want for Christmas or whatever? They still, they're still little kids. So uh, that's, that's pretty cool to see. And of course, being a parent, getting to uh, shop for my kids, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun that doing that too, and seeing their excitement. Um, but most importantly, and as you know, since our uh, Christmas special we ran last year, uh, Brandon and myself and uh, our guest tonight, Mr. Rusty Boroff, we love Christmas time because of what it means uh, for us in the whole purpose of our existence, the scope of eternity, the gift of Jesus Christ. And uh, that is truly the main thing that we celebrate this time of year and really just such a, a big part of that. But I want to start here. I'm going to introduce Brandon soon. Brandon's trying to get on. He's got one of those, uh, you know, that's been the theme this this uh, last few months here of podcasting is uh, technical difficulties. And his computer is still uh, trying to update right now on him. And he has no control over that. But he's uh, he's uh, trying to get on here soon, I think. So, but before Brandon gets here, I want to introduce Mr. Rusty Boroff. And I'm going to do a more thorough introduction here so you don't have to just view him as mystery man. You'll you'll get to hear the good the the, the nitty-gritty on Mr. Rusty Boroff here in just a little bit. But Rusty, thank you so much for uh joining me tonight. Thanks, Ken. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it and uh I enjoy your podcast, so uh I'm I'm honored to be on it. Hey, I appreciate that, man. And uh, I enjoy your podcast, too. That's right. Rusty has his own podcast uh, related to what he does, this incredible uh, work that he does within uh, the community that I just moved out of, uh, a community that is uh, near and dear to my heart. And uh, we're going to talk all about that uh, eventually in this uh, episode. But um, Rusty, I got to ask, do you have that one did you identify with my statement there, the one collared shirt? You know, it's just, it's not like it's your only collared shirt, but it's just the one you use for those yeah. kind of events. Yeah. You know, I used to, um, but now people just accept me as like the hoodie and the hat guy. So, 
you know, unless it's like a funeral, which I do have my collared shirt for that or a wedding. Um, but if I can't wear a hat, then, uh, I'm, I'm typically not going. <laughs> that's my, that's my rule. So I like it. That's a, that's a, uh, you had to, you must've had to work hard to get to that status there to be able to, uh, just, you know, that's the expectation for you. So, you know, kudos to yeah. you for, for accomplishing that. That's no easy feat, but. Yeah, we uh we joke, you know, it's uh all that stuff is is worth it for keeping the wife happy and yeah. and uh you know make everybody it not not regret. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is a hunting podcast yeah. and so much of it is based on uh those brownie points that we store up, right? When we oh, uh <laughs> you know, my my uh wife's birthday always lands on shotgun season. <sighs> Deer season. Oh, Every, man. It's December 2nd. And so in <laughs> Illinois, I mean, there's been, uh, there's been one year since we've, you know, been together, I think, you know, for what, 12 years now, um, 13 years, um, one, maybe two years where her birthday wasn't on shotgun season. And I'm out of town, you know, I go, I go down home to Marshall County yep. and, uh, so I always miss it every year. So, uh, so yeah, I need the brownie points. So if she's listening, I love you, babe. So. No, that, Greatest that is, that is, that is a, a bit of a challenge. And, you know, uh, a few episodes back, um, I interviewed uh, Mr. Kendall card with uh, black Ovis and camel fire. And, yeah. uh, uh, my good buddy Alex Gruen, who's often on this show uh, from East to West Hunts, he uh, and Kendall were giving me a hard time about my daughter's due date, uh, which was December 6th. And uh, her birthday falls one day before your wife. So, uh, yeah, that definitely uh, rides that first shotgun season here in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I wondered, that was one of the first things I thought about. And I was like, how's he doing that? That's not good planning there, buddy. Yeah, that's what that's what they told me, and and I got to be honest, I was I was counting to make sure that uh, she was going to clear uh, November during the rut, you know. And <laughs> but yeah, my uh, my my first boy is October first. So that's first day of archery season. Yeah, so that one, yeah. you know, I can take him out for his birthday, and then my others, you know, February and April. So I mean, I planned it perfectly. Yeah, but, uh, it's a. <laughs> It's a, it's a reason to celebrate. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that is, that is, that is true. But you know what? It's, uh, maybe it'll be like that kind of deal where, uh, you got going with your son. If I can, uh, start working her in as a gun one hunter, you know, here in Iowa, that can be her birthday present every year, but (laughs) there you go. I like it. Now you're, now you're thinking right. Yep. That's right. No, uh, she is, she is, uh, totally worth, uh, the gift that she is and uh, truly the best part of Christmas this year, having her around. And, uh, you know, I was listening to my latest episode, which I recorded literally hours. We were going to go in the next day at like 6 a.m. to go start the induction process uh, for uh, my wife. But uh, um, things started uh, getting going while I was recording yeah. the last podcast and I did not uh, update the <laughs> listeners, but she is, if you followed on Instagram, she's here. She's healthy. Caitlin's doing well. True blessing from God. Everything is, uh, yeah. is, um, you know, as, as good as it could be there. So lots to be thankful for this yeah. Christmas season, but you yeah. know, congratulations. Yeah. I, I, I really appreciate that. I really do. And, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, just, 
just uh stoked that uh you know we're we're outnumbered here got three kids two parents and uh our hands full but you know there's something about having uh all that life around you and that excitement around you that that uh, i don't know just uh just each with each kid that i've had is it's a uh it's a it's a similar experience in so many ways but it's unique to each kid as well so yeah a lot to be a lot to be thankful for but um you know with it being christmas season and talking about uh christmas gifts last year when we did this episode the christmas special we talked to mr noel gandy of buck ventures and uh noel he uh uh what gave us all sorts of, and I still think of these stories often, but all, all sorts of these interesting hunting gifts he'd been given through the years. And, uh, uh they were, they were, man, they're, they're hard to top. And I knew I couldn't go that direction again. Cause you at least already heard about those from myself and from, uh, Brandon. I'm sure Rusty's got some, he could throw in there if he wanted to work a story in here, but, but, um, one thing that does not change year after year is that we always have something in mind that we would not mind getting on our uh, Christmas list that has to do with hunting in some way, shape or form. I mean, it might only just be like a pair of gloves or a, a new hat or something or a coat or whatever, but is there anything rusty on your Christmas list this year that uh, you would be, you know, really happy to get that would uh, improve your life in the, in the deer woods? <laughs> that's, that's a great question. I like that question. I do hope my wife's listening uh, now. <laughs> the, uh, um, have you, have you seen the, I think it's called a raculator. Have you seen those? <sighs> that sounds, that They're, sounds really familiar. It's, it's like a tool that automatically measures, uh, measures the, the antlers. And really, Instead of, you know, I don't know if you've, you've ever shot a buck and you're, you know, old school trying to measure it and write it down and add it all up. Well, this does it automatically. Really? And I saw it. I saw, yeah. And I, I mean, you know how like Facebook and Instagram is when you start like, you know, when you like every hunting page there is out there, <laughs> you know, pretty soon yes. you get like a million ads. And I saw it on one of those ads and, okay. uh, uh, yeah. And I am, I'm dying to have one of those, um, so if anyone's listening and wants to give me one, but, um, yeah, they're called, I think they're called raculators. Okay. Um, and, and it just calculates, calculates the score of the deer for you. So does it have, and you just kind of, does it have like a, uh, like a laser on it or a, uh, a tape ha- measure? From what I understand, it has like a little wheel on it and then like uh, a button you push, you know, as you measure it. And yeah. once you get to the G2s, you push it and et cetera. Um, and there's some stuff you have to do manually, like the spread, but it has like a tape on it and sure. it's like super, it's super small. It's brilliant. Yeah. I like so, yeah, that a lot. I, yeah. And that's, uh, and it's something that can fit in my stocking or they can put it in a box. I don't care how I get it. I just right. really want it. <laughs> I like how you I like how you uh, mentioned that it could fit into stocking because we're gonna talk about that in a yeah. second. But I, you know, where I see that that being super uh, useful is um, when you've shot a deer and you're trying to get it to the taxidermist, you know, in a reasonable amount of time, and you just you just don't have like the time to uh, I don't know, 
like like check it out yourself you know like uh see how's it going to score or how's it yeah. going to um how's it going to uh uh measure up and you're yeah. you're um wanting to uh get that value and you're like hey uh what do you think it's going to score you know you say it to the tax service as you're dropping it off and uh then you got to wait like a year until uh <laughs> till they're done yeah. uh doing yeah. their work on it and uh to have a little nifty tool like that man you could just like keep that in your uh backpack or your glove box or whatever it's- do a quick score and drop the buck off and if- if you've ever been to like deer camp, you know how crazy they can get, you know, it's like when my, my family deer hunts, I mean, I think there's six, seven of us. Um, and you know, there's always more chiefs than there are Indians, you know? And so <laughs> trying to measure, you know, trying to measure when you got all those people around and people yelling out different numbers and you, I mean, it, it turns into quite a process. So, that's right. uh, so yeah, um, the rack- that, that'd probably be mine. The raculator does not yeah. does not lie. That that could be the uh, the sole authority on measurement at, at Deer Camp. I think yep. that's a, that's a great idea. That's a great gift. Well, the one that I I kind of have in mind is uh, speaking of Alex Gruen again. Uh, Alex and I are going on a Montana bear hunt in uh, June or real early June, maybe even the last couple days of May. It really just depends on how many snow days I end up with this year at my school and how soon I can get going. But um, I've been having to buy all kinds of, of gear for this, you know, being just a Iowa and Illinois deer hunter, you know, we got, we got the stuff meant for like sitting in the tree stand and staying, staying comfortable. You know, we got, we got that kind of stuff. Good, good deer hunting gear. But man, when you start talking about having to have like a framed backpack and, you know, a t- uh, like an ultralight tent and, you know, a rifle that, well, first of all, a rifle that isn't either straight walled or uh, <laughs> a shotgun, you know, you, you got to yeah. get that, got to get a high powered scope, you know? So it's like been all this stuff that I, and my wife has been super generous about it. And I've been thankfully been able to write enough uh, articles uh, lately that I can, you know, kind of offset that cost for, for a lot of that stuff. But, but um, the, <laughs> the thing that I really have my eye on right now is uh, a sleeping bag that um <laughs> Alex Gruen, you know, he's a he's a hump planner guy and so he knows his gear and he tells people what they should be looking at and there's just this really awesome sleeping bag that I really hope I get because if I don't get this sleeping bag, um I am not confident that I'm going <laughs> to not freeze to death <laughs> when I when I'm uh, camping out there in uh, Montana. So uh that's that's really what I'm hoping to get. Is it one of those battery operated like heat ones? Have you seen like the shirts that are now battery operated in the gloves? Dude, I never even thought of that. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, it's like, if I could I mean, get like one of those vests or something, that's a great idea. Yeah, well, I, I, mean, I have no idea if they work. I, yeah, they do because I, I bought like, one I'm for like, my I bought know, one like, for my wife and like blow up or something. <laughs> yeah, right. I get, I get I get electrocuted in my sleep or something. Yeah, it's like raining. I know, I, that's what I. That's what I'm. I'm definitely afraid of, of trying it because I'm afraid I'm going to like, 
I don't know, get zapped or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 I'd say that's a reasonable fear there, but but uh yeah, you know, I did now that you say that, I got my wife one of those for when I took her for her first gun season last year, and I think she liked it. So that's actually not a bad idea, especially if it's uh something that, you know, folds up pretty small and and uh yeah, might take the edge off or at least, you know, turn on every every couple hours when you start freezing in the night. That you yeah. know, and you know, we laugh and joke, but that can really be a uh a trip killer for people. I remember uh, one year uh, when I was backpacking in Montana, uh, I think I was in college and uh, uh, I have twin cousins who, you know, have really helped get me excited about the outdoors when I was a kid that went with us. And I remember they just froze every night. Like they didn't have a a heavy enough sleeping bag and I don't think they had a, a pad to sleep on. So like all their body heat was just like sapping into the cold ground, you know, below them. And, uh, yeah, that can be a, a trip killer. Cause then now you're talking, you know, if you're going to be doing a bunch of hiking the next day and you're exhausted from the hiking from the day before, plus not sleeping that night, you know, you can <laughs> pretty much tank your trip. So not a bad idea. Um, you know, I was about to say, all I want for Christmas is Brandon to, uh, get on the <laughs> podcast and he, yeah. he, he was finally able to make it. So Brandon, <laughs> you're going to hit the ground running here, buddy. First of all, this is uh, this is uh, our guest, Rusty Boroff here, and we're going to get a more thorough introduction. And Rusty, this is uh, Brandon, my co-host. Uh, Brandon is uh, basically battling every form of disease and illness uh, known to man <laughs> this this fall. And so uh, he uh, came in. He's a little more uh, gravelly than, than normal, so he'll uh, – kind of provide that baritone sound for us in this episode but but brandon <laughs> what's a, a hunting yes. gift that you got on your short list for this year well you know i i'm trying to think of like things that are you know it's always it's always hard like i'm not a i don't know about you guys but i'm not a good gift getter and i'm not a good gift receiver really either you know it's like uh, i'm like both sides of that so you're um, worthless when it comes to christmas is what you're saying much. i mean i will say this i'm very thankful for my wife she has done like all of like the the family stuff we kind of made a decision this year to kind of just get you know around our family um you know just you know, the stuff for the kids for the cousins kind of focused on that side of things um, and so, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong. If you're talking kids side of things, you know, if they're the appropriate age, you can't go wrong with the BB gun side of things. Um, I just got my son a, uh, a kind of a smaller than normal, um, BB gun that kind of fits him better for uh-huh. purposes of like really getting a feel for aiming. Uh, it's like the little, it's like the little buck BB gun. Um, so that's maybe a recommendation to throw out there for those who, I like it. you know, are, yeah, I mean, he's only five, you know, so it's like initial just, you know, him kind of being able to shoulder a weapon and start to get used to, you know, aiming and things like that. So he had a, a bigger BB gun that my parents had gotten him, but it just, you know, he really wasn't able to handle it real well. And, you know, trying to just start and get started and, and kind of get the feel for things. So he's really been enjoying that. On my side of things, you know, what you were just mentioning, you know, it's kind of kind of along my line of things. I mean, anything that makes the makes the the you know the sit a little bit more comfortable like even i was actually just looking at some unique gifts about rechargeable uh heated socks uh Ah. something like that that's like it's a lot more comfortable than putting you know some sort of you know something in your boot 
you know, it, 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 you know, so something like that would be something that I, I mean, even something as simple as like a heated seat pad, um, you know, even a seat pad in general, you know, they make really <laughs> nice ones now, you know, where you, a lot of times you go out and I don't know if you guys have had exp- this experience, but especially if you're in like a double stand, like it's something about those, those ladder double stands, the seat mm-hmm. pads that, that come with those things are horrendous. And so you know, it's just, it's like, they're really, they're meant for like one hour sits and that's it. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, if you, even something like that, you know, if we're, you know, maybe you're on a budget or you're trying to get something for a buddy or something, you know, it's a, that's a, that's a good gift, man. Really. I mean, you know, you're, you mentioned it, Ken, like if you're out there and you have a bad experience and you're man, you're sitting for a long time. I mean, man, that sometimes can be the, that's like the thing you have your number one wish on, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I'm just sitting here. I'm getting an idea in my head. Maybe we need to talk to like the, uh, my pillow guy and tell him the business that he could, uh, pick up by, uh, designing a, uh, buddy stand, uh, butt pillow, you know, Dude, for that, uh, that guy, that guy would probably run with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know one time i uh bought a uh as seen on tv pillow i have like i get like neck problems if i don't have just like the perfect uh pillow and uh my neck gets all out of whack and everything and uh I was complaining about how it didn't work or something at at school once to a student, and the student just all like cuts me off. She's like, "That's your own fault for buying a a product that was as seen on TV and expecting it to work." <laughs> and I, I was like, "Yeah, you're, you're you probably have a point there. Stay away from the infomercials." Yeah, right, right. But uh, no, I think that I think those are some excellent choices. You know, you hunt better when you're comfortable. There's no doubt about yeah. that. And yeah. um, although I will say this. You know, one of the things that I have found uh, that have helped me become a better hunter is uh, you got to be careful with that, too. You know, if you get too focused on the comfort, sometimes you can uh, weigh yourself down. But I think uh, I think uh, a heated vest or in your case, a pair of heated socks or just planting Mm -hmm. a good seat cushion there before you even get there, maybe definitely some uh, small little comfort things that wouldn't wouldn't slow you down in the least so those are right those are some those are some really good ideas well your guys ideas fall in line with the next idea i had i don't know about you guys but when i was a kid you would open all your regular presents and uh you know take turns or you know, some families just like, here's your stack of presents. And you just like rip through them like lightning fast or whatever. Mm. Well, our family was just, you'd like take turns. Everybody would get, you know, get one present. Then you go, go all the way around and then you get another one. Well, then when you're all out of presents, you had the stocking to look forward to. And the stocking mm. would have all sorts of like, you know, just small stuff. You know, yes. I was, uh, you know, I was a, uh, an avid bears fan growing up. So I always had, you know, like a few bears, Chicago bears, football cards, you know, like something, you know, like maybe a, a really cool one, like a Walter Payton or a Gail Sayers or something like that. And, and uh, then there'd be, you know, like candy and maybe some pens for school or something. Uh, but you'd have, you know, it was just kind of cool to get like these little, I don't know, maybe more like trinket type gifts instead of the big main, main event gifts that you were getting earlier. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, what would be like the ultimate hunter stocking stuffer plan? So I think we'll go two rounds here and we get to contribute one stocking stuffer item to this. And then if you're listening in 
And you're like my uh, buddy, John, whose uh, back is up against the wall right now for buying Christmas gifts. This could bail you out. You know, you just get like a, for a gift exchange or something, you can just give somebody the stocking loaded up with this good hunting gear. So um, I'll go first just to get the ball rolling since I'm kind of putting you guys on the spot here. But I thought like uh, you can never get more basic and more practical than a good set of hot hands, you know, Mm, just some hot hand packs, throw those in there nice and cheap, take up a little bit of space. So, you know, you don't have to spend a ton of money there. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to go hot hands. Nice. Rusty, what are you thinking, man? You know, I'm going, it's a little off wall here, but uh, stick with me for a second. I'm going to go with um, gumballs. Okay. The reason why is if, if you've ever sat in a stand, like mm. long periods of time, mm-hmm. um, you have to have something to eat, right? Yep. Um, and you have to have something that's not loud, you know, mm. where you aren't like trying to open up a wrapper or something like that. And so like one of my favorite things is I have a little backpack I carry with me uh-huh. and I get a bunch of gumballs and I just dump the gumballs in there. Mm. Um, now I, like I swallow it. my gum. Don't tell my mom that, uh, but I swallow my gum, so it's, it's, it's easier for me. But like, it gets, it can get, you know. I mean, if you aren't seeing much out there, it gets a little, you know. You're hungry. You want to be doing something. Yeah. And so it's just an easy way to distract your mind is chewing gum. Um, yeah. Or else you start getting really fidgety, and you tend to get out of the stand <laughs> right when you're not supposed to. So um, I have never so heard I'm that tip. Gumballs. I've never heard that yeah. tip, but that is a great tip because yeah. you're right. You, you're you like, you're like, man, I'm getting bored. I'm going to have a snack. And then it's gone in like 30 seconds. And you're like, well, there's yeah, that. And then, or people get on their phone or, you know, which yep. I mean, we're all, we all do that, yep. you know, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's a mind thing when you're sitting in a stand that you have to be doing, you have to be having some type of motion. So if you get some like good gumballs, it keeps your, it, it helps you focus a little bit. Mm. So I love it. So I'm going with gumballs. A little different. Like I'm, that. Yeah, Man, I'm loving good. it. What are you thinking, well, Brandon? I'll keep the fun theme going. Um, you know, who doesn't like a good slingshot? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you can get, I mean, you can actually get <laughs> decent slingshots um, right on Amazon or wherever. And, you know, they're, they're a lot of fun once again for passing time. You know, if you're out there, you're on an all day set or something and you're like, man, I just want, I want to, you know, just going to shoot over there at that tree, you know, 20 yards away or, you know, like try to pop a blackbird off of, you know, whatever, or, you know, even just like you have, you have the, you know, I, I think a lot of times as well from like a dad's perspective, like if I'm out there with my son and, and, you know, it's, I mean, for me, you know, three hours, four hours, five hours, I'm good for him, you know, 45 minutes in, he's like, so dad, yeah, when are the deer coming? I'm like, oh, oh man. Okay. All right. Well, you know, so something like that, you know, because just, just like Rusty mentioned, you know, we all go to our phones and I mean, I know I'm I'm out there with my son, Ethan, and he's playing hunting games on my phone, but I'm like, man, it would be fun to do something, you know, a little bit more kind of rustic, like sticking with, you know, being actually out there and enjoying something like that so that would be that would kind of be my fun go-to there brandon i just love that you have deer hunting games on your phone that you use <laughs> while deer hunting so you just you, you aren't seeing anything and, and then, you, you have therapy by yeah. playing deer slayer that's right that's right <laughs> and 
you blame it. You blame it on your kid, but you know you're the one that's uh, playing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> oh man, there might you get you might be onto something there. There could be like some real, uh, uh, I don't know, psychological benefit from that. You know, you just you uh, right. just had a buck duck or a buck duck your string, or you you know just. Uh, flat out miss or something just hop on deer slayer and you're uh you forget all about it there in about 14 you seconds your, you, can, you can shoot yourself in the foot with the slingshot to you know take some of that pain away from missing that deer <laughs> and then jump on the deer hunting game you're good to go that's right that's right that's a great idea especially for kids yeah and it's quiet you know they can uh yes. shoot mm-hmm. a few of those bbs or whatever their pellets that come with those things and not make yes. any noise at all so yeah, I like it. That's there's a couple of really good tips here. I wasn't intending. I, I didn't expect to get any tips out of this other than just what you could buy somebody for Christmas. But I'm actually yes. thinking, man, these are some <laughs> these are some really good like parenting. You know, like a, almost like a little uh, hunting diaper bag. You know, to bring yes. into the the woods with you here. So I like it. Um, all right, so we got we got some small things. We got to maybe start working towards a little bit bigger item here for uh, to keep this uh, stocking nice and interesting for our uh, recipient. And so I'm thinking that I would throw in there just to like you know up that little bit of a excitement factor. I would get like a uh, outdoor edge or similar brand of replaceable uh blade like field dressing knife so uh you know they those things have come a long way through the years i remember when they first came out they were it's kind of like what would somebody really want something like that where you the blade is just you know you take yes. it out and you put it, would it hold up, you know? Well, I got one recently and they are awesome. Cause how often when you're like cleaning a big deer or something and uh, you got to cut through that sternum, if you know, you're not going to be keeping the cape yes. or something like that. And that knife just doles up so bad. You can't, you can't make good. Uh, you just start hacking basically. Yeah. And so uh, getting, getting somebody, one of those uh, little uh, folding knives with replaceable blades would definitely be a route. I'd like to go. Nice. I, I would go with, um, have you guys ever heard of, uh, burrs off? Mm, I've been meaning to buy one of so, those for years it's, now. It's so like one of the, you know, when you hunt, especially like shotgun season, people tend to walk a little more, but I mean, you get like what the, like bigger slice or, you know, burrs mm-hmm. all over yep. you. And I mean, it literally would take you like hours to get all that stuff. So they have this thing called burrs off and it's with a Z. Um, and it's like this, I don't know, like a stone, like a soft stone type thing. Mm-hmm. And it is the best thing ever invented. And I didn't, I just found out about it a couple of years ago, but I, I use one, uh, each season and it is, it is absolutely, um, it's amazing. Hmm. So, wow. That's, a, nice. that's good. Cool. To, that's good to know. I've been wondering how effective those are. Cause like I was saying, I, I've been meaning to buy one, so <laughs> I'm putting it on my yeah, stocking. You're, list. you're talking 30, <laughs> 30, 45 seconds in every burr, bigger, wow. everything is, is just off your clothes. Um, wow. and so, yeah, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. And it's something you can get like every year too. Cause you need it every year, you know? Yeah. So, Definitely. Yeah, that's Very a cool. that's a great idea. All right, Brandon, you're uh you're driving us home here. Where what, what right, are we right. uh <clears throat> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little bit uh higher end. Um, you know, when you think of like 
stocking stuffers. You know, a lot of times it's inexpensive stuff, but it can be some really nice stuff too that's small. Um, there's something I got my brother this a couple years ago, but they have now um, basically like um, you can get a monocular or a binocular that has an attachment where you can connect your iPhone to it. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have seen this. Like and a phone scope type of thing? Yes. Yep, yep. Okay. So whatever you're seeing within that monocular is going to come up full view on your iPhone. Um, and so it's super handy for summer scouting. You know, you're driving, you know, just, you know, maybe you're parking in the field on your hunting property and kind of looking down the way. It's really handy. I mean, I don't know if, like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't love looking through a pair of binoculars for a long period of time, you know, I mean, or a spotting scope. And obviously those things are needed, but anything that can kind of make it a little bit easier or make it easier to grab, you know, snapshot, like snapshot some pictures of some things. Uh, and it's also great to have out in the woods. I mean, maybe you're in, you know, maybe you're in field sand and you're going to have a view, you know, a couple hundred yards at something. I mean, it's kind of a nice handy little thing. Um, once again, with kids too, you know, you're out there, it kind of blows it up a little bit for them, has, you know, lets them have a little bit of fun. Um, and so there's, I mean, you're, you can get some pretty decent one. I mean, you can spend, you can spend 130, 150 bucks. You can also get them for like 50 bucks and still pretty highly, you know, reviewed. So yeah, definitely would be, I think it's, it's, it's a cool gift too. You know, someone gets that and it's like, wow, it's got the cool factor to it, which is neat. So that tried and true. It's a, I can, I can say from experience, good gift to get. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's another thing that for a couple of years now I've had my eye and, and, and I agree that that would definitely have that little extra, uh, firepower to really drive home your, uh, stocking mm -hmm. here, make the person mm -hmm. feel loved, make them feel excited about hunting season, man, all kinds of, uh, all kinds of uh, good Christmas feels there. So there you have yes. it, folks. There is your Christmas stocking stuffer. <laughs> uh, you put that bad boy together, and uh, they're going to be wanting to draw your name every year from the family <laughs> gift exchange. So, <laughs> but, but um, well, we we uh, we we want to get to really the meat and potatoes of this episode. And again, if you listen to the if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you know that last year the Christmas special when, uh, Noel joined us. And, um, uh, if you haven't listened to that, make sure you go back and do, there are just some wild stories that we tell on there. And one of them <laughs> that I could not wait to, uh, talk about with my dad after he listened to the episode was the story of Brandon and his brothers, uh, dumping like 10 guns in the, uh, road in front of their house oh, and dri driving oh, off on un unknowingly. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so bad <laughs> the things you do as kids man i mean like wow you know you look back and you're like what how did i even make it to the, to adulthood <laughs> uh, so if you want to hear how that story ends <laughs> without brandon going to jail as some like yes. you know some kind of uh weapons uh, uh smuggler or so yeah an arms dealer or something uh it's uh it's a uh a, a pretty wild story so uh, you'll have to you'll have to go and and dig that one up but I am just thoroughly uh, stoked to have Rusty on for this year's installment of the Christmas special. And, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 
really fun picking a guest to ask for this episode because they got to meet several uh, uh, qualifications, you know, because the, the idea here is that we really celebrate the Christmas story and uh, we, uh, we get that uh, out there on the airwaves. And so you got to have somebody who knows that story well. Um, but then of course, it's also very important that when you're doing a hunting podcast, that the people that you interview, uh, you know, know something about hunting, <laughs> participate <Yeah. laughs> in, in hunting and, uh, and, and not even just, you know, in a, in a small way in some, in some cases, because you want this person to feel comfortable talking about hunting. And, uh, Rusty is a guy who, uh, meets those qualifications through and through. And, uh, a guy that I have just been, uh, Really, and and he's not going to claim any of this because that's not the kind of guy he is. He he won't take any credit for anything, but he deserves it. Just a guy who uh, truly lives his life in uh, service of uh, what he believes, and and the Christmas story is a big part of that motivation behind why he gets out of bed each day and does what he does. And so, uh, to in order to fully and properly introduce rusty i feel like we got to talk about what rusty does uh for a job so we'll we'll get to the hunting part here in a, in a second but uh rusty works for an organization known as 180 which is such an aptly named uh ministry business uh he is he is helping folks who are i, I mean is there a better way to put it rusty than to say at at truly at rock bottom and uh you know kind of nowhere left to turn they've maybe even attempted trying to uh uh figure things out on their own in the past or tried other uh i think uh from listening to your podcast uh some of the the people you've interviewed on there have talked about other counseling methods or something that they've Mm -hmm. tried to use that just didn't take and it's yeah. it's a it's a fully immersive program that changes communities one life at a time, and uh, I would like Rusty to kind of present that to us a little bit, and then he's gonna uh, share uh, just his thoughts on the Christmas story a little bit and, and what that means for him. And um, can you just start us there with with kind of the you know the down and dirty on what 180 is all about? Yeah, of course. The uh, so I mean, we've we, you know we're a fairly we're a nonprofit organization. We're fairly still new to the game in the spectrum of nonprofits. I mean, you know, you hear great nonprofits all over the country that have been around for like two thousand years. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's not us. We've been around for twelve years. Uh, but uh, you know, God's been really good to us, and it, it really started out of my story of addiction, and I'll, I'll go into that later. But um, you know, there's really three things we focus on prevent reach develop prevent is all our school-based stuff so we're very involved uh with our school systems i mean and you know this as educator oftentimes educators kind of take on a dual role of educating but also kind of social service providers Mm -hmm. in a sense you know it's hard for kids to learn when they have lice or bed bugs or they don't have a bed to sleep on um, or, you know, what we call the opportunity gap, you know? So, I mean, I grew up in Alito, great town of Alito, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, you, I mean, you got to do 4-H, you had piano lessons, you had, mm-hmm. um, you know, all of the sports you wanted. I mean, you just had those readily available to you. Um, but kids growing up in poverty don't have that same opportunity, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So 
on the prevent side, what we do is we kind of act as that social service provider for schools. Um, as a Christian organization, we have after-school clubs called Quest for Christ, where we meet inside the public schools. Um, we have all types of athletics, you know, so some stuff is, is rooted in our faith-based initiative, but other stuff is just rooted in service, you know, mm-hmm. like, Hey, let's just teach some kids how to play baseball. Cause this is their only chance they'll ever have, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we see about 2,500 kids and their families every month through those initiatives. Uh, like I said, very, it's a very active school partnership, um, you know, where the schools will build us, you know, legit baseball fields so we can offer this at their lowest income schools. Um, so it's a, it's a very cool partnership, very unique, uh, in its aspect. Uh, but like I said, whether it's a kid that needs lice treatment, you know, we'll take care of that or bed Mm. bugs, which is, you don't want to talk about it, but it's a major thing and a major issue when, when you're dealing with the inner city and, and kids growing up in poverty. And then, like I mentioned, all the athletics and school food pantries, just lots of stuff on the prevent side. Um, Reach is all our, around six of Marquette Street in Davenport, Iowa, which is our main campus. We have community center, inspiration center, outreach center, career training center, achievement center, a lot of centers. Um, but mm-hmm. really focusing in that area, it has the highest poverty rate from South Chicago to East St. Louis and the highest crime rate. And so mm. we feel like if, if we're really going to see a community change, you have to do it from the inside out. So yeah. reach is just about being part of that community and then develop is kind of how we started. Uh, but that's our residential facilities dealing with men and women coming out of, uh, drug addiction, alcoholism, uh, homelessness, domestic mm-hmm. abuse coming out of jail and just providing a safe place environment for them. Um, I always say we deal with the people who really want to change. Meaning mm. if you just need a place to stay for a night, that's not us. Um, yeah. you know, we're a 14 month long-term program. Uh, so it's very difficult. They work for us the first yeah. six months. We have businesses within our nonprofit. So we're teaching them different skills and trades. But it's awesome. a pretty, uh, it's an intense program. And, yeah. uh, so prevent, reach and develop. Those are really the three things that we focus on as an organization. How's about 80 people, um, who are going through our program. So very high success rate, nine out of 10 people uh, who graduate will be successful. Uh, 70% of people who come in will graduate. So, uh, so very unique uh, statistics, but uh, you know, of course we feel part of that's because, you know, we're rooted in the faith, but also dealing with people, you have to deal with the whole person, you know, spiritually, Mm -hmm. emotionally, Mm -hmm. relationally, and physically. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Everything from pastors to doctors on staff um, to help in all those areas. So yeah, that's a thousand foot view wow. of 180. Yeah, just a just a really uh, you know <laughs> every avenue explored type of uh, approach, which I think is is uh, exactly what is needed. And and you're right from a, a teacher standpoint, you see, you know what is what is happening on the the i don't know if you can say the saddest level but but when you see kids suffering from all of those things that that rusty mentioned you know you just get this feeling as like man this is going to take a lot 
more work than just what's happening at school in yeah. order to to uh reach this not only this kid but this family and and uh you know having having a uh organization like 180 doing what they're doing is, is so critically important and uh you know the community there in Davenport where uh my wife and I just moved from they understand the value, I think, those that are aware of 180, which I, I would say most folks in the Quad Cities are aware of 180 by this point. Uh, uh, they are aware of the good work that's that's going on there. And when Rusty says in the inner city, high crime rates, uh, I mean, we're talking, <laughs> it's probably uh, uh, not too infrequently where uh, – they hear gunshots while they're working or uh, they have, you know, I, I remember, I think it was around this time last year, wasn't it rusty when you guys had one of your company trucks stolen uh, while, while yeah. it was warming up in the morning and they've, you know, they've had, they've had, uh, I think maybe some break-ins or something like that, if I remember correctly, but, but uh, there's just been, they're, they're there where the need is and they're, they're, uh, helping any way they can to try and address that need. And so uh, just a, just a really a, a, a vital part of making that community better, helping that community uh, get out of some of those just generational problems that, that really plague a lot of families there. And, um, you know, being a, 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 a ray of hope, which is so yeah. important uh, when, when you're dealing with some of that stuff. So, man, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of 180, and uh, it's really cool to see how that has grown over the years. And uh, I'm, I'm far from the only one, and the Quad Cities is far from the only people to have noticed. In fact, to the point where Rusty recently uh, was recognized as uh, the community hero to represent the entire state of Iowa for the Iowa-Nebraska Heroes game, final regular season game of the uh, Iowa Hawkeye football season this year. And he got to go to uh, uh, the game there in uh, Lincoln and uh, represent Iowa, all of Iowa as, as our hero. So, Big congratulations to you there, Rusty. It's great to see you well, get that recognition. Is that a pretty cool experience yeah. getting to do that? Man, it was awesome. I mean, I, I honestly, I almost turned it down. Um, actually, I, I typed an email and I was, I was going to turn it down because it kind of goes back to hunting. But um, it, uh, <laughs> it landed. Get the, it, it landed. So in in Illinois, shotgun season, you know, you have the first three days, and then you have Thanksgiving week off and mm -hmm. week off. And then you have the last four days. Well, I, you know, like I said, I, I go, uh, out of town. I mean, I say out of town, it's 45 minutes, but I stay at my parents' house and my kids aren't there. So I'm like, you know, I don't know if I want to be gone another weekend. And so I actually typed up the email and I was telling the guy, I was like, you know, I don't think I want to go, you know, I, I appreciate the honor, much more deserving people out there. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. And I told my wife then she was like, no. She's like, we're taking the kids and we're going. And uh, so we went out there uh, for a few days. And I mean, it was just like first class treatment. And, nice. you know, I mean, it was great. It was definitely an honor receiving that, you know, being down at the field, meeting everyone. Um, but it was even a, it was even a cooler experience, you know, for for my kids who are 14, um, four and two, um, mm. seeing just how much they love that experience, 
something they'll never forget for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm really glad, you know, uh, Good job, Brooke. That's your that's your wife's name, right, Brooke? Yeah. Good yes, good, yep. good job, Brooke. Uh, you know, you get a little uh, hat yeah. tip there for making Rusty go. And and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. all of us uh all of us uh hunting obsessed, fellow hunting obsessed guys, we uh we, we definitely would uh uh be bummed out if you uh um didn't accept that honor because that is that is a once in a lifetime type of thing that's that's uh that's yeah. really a special thing and and you know what brings some good attention to uh, uh your work as well so that's uh that's a really cool thing well as you're hearing it rusty is also a family man he's uh he just mentioned he's got uh three kids and um a wife of course and and uh um just uh it's fun to follow on social media and see uh what what they're all up to as a family and and some of the things that they're enjoying and the different seasons of life that they're in with uh kind of the the ages that their kids are at uh some that are similar to uh my own kids and brandon's kids age Mm -hmm. but also uh an older son who's getting to uh you know, get into the sports scene. It looks like a little bit. And, and, uh, you mentioned earlier when we were talking before the call, I think it was when it was, or maybe just early in this episode, I'm getting kind of tired. Um, the, the, uh, um, you were talking about how, uh, uh, you get to, uh, enjoy hunting season now with your oldest too, which is just really cool. Yeah. And it's more than just, you know, kind of dragging them along and, Pick up, carrying them half the half the walk to the stand or whatever. That's the phase I'm in right now. But uh, uh, yeah. you get a you get to truly enjoy it with them as as a participant, which is really cool. And uh, you're you're of course a hunter, and uh, as you said, uh, gun season and uh, archery. Right? You enjoy there in uh, Illinois? Yeah the uh, um, the so kind of goes back to my story, but I actually lost my gun rights because I'm a felon. Um, mm. which happened when I was 18. So it's been 16, almost 17 years since I've, um, been able to, to, uh, enjoy gun season with a gun, but yeah. I still mm. go out. Never, never, I've never missed a day. Uh, nice. and cause I still get to go out with my family, you know? And, and that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. you guys, you guys, you know, know what that's like. And, uh, um, so for me, I, I still get to go out and enjoy gun season, but it's, it's, also over the years pushed me more towards archery season sure. um and, and really focusing on that because i can still uh i can still use a bow so mm-hmm. yeah so that's uh yeah and and that's a uh you know a part of your story that kind of led you into the 180 ministry from uh if i if i'm not mistaken but but uh definitely yeah. a a a big part of your life that um you know, maybe people don't really think of when they think of, oh, you know, it's great. Rusty, uh, Rusty, uh, made the changes you need to make, but there's still some of those, you know, (laughs) leftover part realities, you know, that, that, uh, that are there. And so now for, for that part of the season, do you, I know Illinois is now a crossbow state. Do you bring a crossbow with you during the, are you able to do that? Are you not even able to get a tag? No, I can. Um, I can take out a crossbow. Um, I've always, um, um, I've, I've always, I've never thought I would ever use a crossbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I don't even, I don't even know if you know this, but, uh, let's see, hundred, about a hundred days ago, I had a stroke. Oh, uh, yes, I did know this. So, yep. so I can't, 
I, I can no longer pull a bow back. Um, <laughs> so I'm having to go, I'm having to go the crossbow route and I feel like I'm 95, um, doing that, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, I'm okay with it. It's, it's just different, you know, cause I've, I've always used a compound. Mm. I shoot instinctively, so I don't use sights. Oh, uh, very cool. Uh, you know, I just use my fingers, pull them back, no release. Mm-hmm. And so it's definitely, you know, it's, it's definitely a big change for me going from a compound bow to a crossbow, yeah. but sadly I'm, I'm forced to do that. So, um, I'm already playing on next shotgun season. I'll be taking my uh, crossbow until hopefully Good. someday I get my, my gun, my gun privileges restored. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's, it's awesome that crossbows exist for cases like that where, you know, yeah. it makes it so people can get into the field and, and, uh, hopefully that's, that's an, been an effective tool for you, but yeah. you know, that's, uh, you still got some season left though. So it's nice. Uh, Illinois goes into, uh, uh, late January, if I remember correctly, like around the 31st and that, yep. that part of the state. Yep. And, um, I won't make him say it again, but the county that he mentioned, I'm going to say it, is the most underrated county in deer country. I mean, the deer that come out of there that people have no idea about, it's just, it's just, and there was one that made it into North American whitetail last year. Nice. Um, That was, uh, I don't think it was the cover buck, but it was, uh, you know, it was a four page story in there out of that county. And there's another one that just went down this fall. Um, I'll have to, we'll have to talk for a second after the the show, Rusty, to see if you know where that one went down. But uh, it was another yeah. mer- oh, almost said it another county buck <laughs> that uh, yeah, <laughs> that uh, is probably you know, going to make it. Yeah, I mean I, the secret's definitely, and you notice it. I mean, you know, Luke Bryan is our our most famous hunter. That's uh, true. In the county, that's um, true. You know, so you get a, you get. I mean, the amount of people who lease ground uh there is 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 it's 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 getting known you know and, and yeah. I mean, you're almost guaranteed right now you know a, a 200 inch every year um you know mm-hmm. at least one and so yep. it's 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 good ground you know and my family's we've been there um you know 75 years hunting uh awesome you know my grandpa hunted uh the first uh he was there for the first i think there was 14 people who pulled tags the first year my wow. grandpa was one of them. Wow. <laughs> oh that's awesome that's incredible and uh yeah so we've been there a long time and have a roots deep and yeah. and definitely have been very blessed with with a lot of bucks coming out of there so yeah yeah that's awesome and uh i've done some uh shed hunting in uh, that county and uh yeah. man i've found some of my biggest sheds have have come from there and and you know just seeing what's on people's trail cameras and stuff like that there's a, there's a lot to be excited about and i feel like kind of illinois is a state and people be like what everybody knows illinois is a big buck state yeah but it just does not it does not get the attention that uh, my state yeah. here in iowa gets or kansas gets you know people kind of gloss over it and uh i uh, to me, I think uh, uh, I think it's it's uh, just as good as as the best states out there. It's it's uh, got um, the the deer quantity and quality intersecting point. There is uh, yeah. it, it just doesn't get better. You know, usually states will have more 
heavily leaning one way or the other, but Illinois, I really feel like, uh, hits that number right on the mark. And another thing too, um, because Illinois gets dogged a lot lately for all sorts of things, but (laughs) Illinois, uh, is like the, uh, the the great hope in combating chronic wasting disease. Mm-hmm. I believe they've been the only state to, um, and I might get blasted for saying that, but I believe, and this was at, this might be a couple years old now, but I listened to a whole uh, like panel discussion on this. I th- as of like two or three years ago, I believe they were the only state to actually send their CWD numbers backwards. Wow. Most states, almost every state, once CWD shows up, those numbers climb. Even if it's just you know one or two a year, yeah. they they just climb, and more counties are picking it up. But Illinois has has shown that you can do some effective things there. So, good game management, great state to hunt, and uh, you know what? It's pretty easy to get a tag there as a non-resident too. So, if you're looking to uh, treat yourself for Christmas, that might be another uh, good, good Christmas present for uh, <laughs> next next season at this point. But but no, there's a uh, there's a lot to love about hunting deer in the land of Lincoln. But uh, Rusty, are you ready for the main event tonight? Getting into uh, yeah, kind of, uh, you know, what you, you, you had on your mind here as we approach the Christmas season. Yeah. The, uh, you know, I, I've, I've mentioned my story a couple of times. Um, and you know, for people who aren't familiar with them, uh, with my story, you know, it, it deals a lot with addiction and, and homelessness, even though I had a great family made a ton of, of bad decisions in my mm. life. And, uh, um, you know, I, I had some good stuff too. You know, I wasn't a, a total <laughs> idiot, but, uh, the, uh, you know, military, uh, I was the youngest private, uh, investigator in the country. Um, you wow. know, so I, I got a, I got to travel all across the world or country had great experiences with that and also the military. Um, but, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't shake my addiction and, uh, uh, found myself in a jail cell. I spent about a year there. Mm. And, uh, that's, uh, you know, as you know, a person with multiple felonies, which has led to me not being able to carry a gun. And number one, I mean, it's really people oftentimes forget, I mean, just one or two bad decisions can lead to a lifetime of, of consequences, you know, right? Um, right. J- just, you know, and, and I, I always tell people that, I mean, carrying a gun um, yeah, it's a, it's a constitutional right, but it's also a privilege, you know, and you have to take care of that privilege, mm-hmm. um, because you can lose it, you know, <laughs> whether you like it or not, you can for your decisions. Yeah. Um, but so I found myself in jail and I knew who God was, but as I understood God as kind of a rules-based God. Mm-hmm. And when I was in jail, I really understood, uh, God's forgiveness, but I also, found out that there were still people that believed in Rusty Boroff, no matter all the bad decisions I had made. And mm. even though I was just, I literally was a homeless junkie. That's who I was, mm. um, that God still cared for me. And it brings me back. This is the Christmas season. Whenever I hear the Christmas story, um, it's a beautiful story, right? But I always mm-hmm. look at it from a different perspective. And that's the perspective of Joseph. And if, mm. if, if you aren't familiar with the, the Christmas story, um, 
I won't go into the details, um, but you have a uh, virgin mother who becomes pregnant with Jesus, and mm-hmm. Joseph was the fiance, right? They were to be married. Yeah. And when you think about that, um, Joseph found out that she was pregnant before he was visited by an angel who who explained the situation. Think of how Joseph had to feel in that moment. I mean, not only was he homeless himself, going to be giving birth in a barn, but yet Joseph also was never intimate with his fiance, but somehow she ended up pregnant. Um, how would you feel if you and I had relations with your fiance, but she became pregnant? Like, yeah. I mean, let's yeah. just be honest. That, I mean, you have anxiety, you would have yes. jealousy, you would have doubt. There's all these things. And so when I hear about the Christmas story, I go back and I think of Joseph um, and how, I mean, amazing, glorious outcome. Our Savior is born, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean yeah. that there wasn't trial and hardship. And right. we all like to right. talk about the story of Christmas and celebrate how beautiful it is. And it is. But from Joseph's perspective, it also represented the hardest moment in his family's life mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in one of his biggest trials and one of his biggest hardships. And so that's how I think of the Christmas story because, hey, I was I was locked up in Christmas. I was having mm. my 14-year-old son who I get to go hunt with now. Uh, he was being born on the other mm. side of the bars. Mm-hmm. And I think about that, how that was one of the hardest trials of my life, yet yeah. it was one of the most glorious things that I've ever experienced has ever come out of my story mm-hmm. was was how God redeemed my life, um, but also how he gave me a son. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would be my challenge to people this Christmas is – Man, when you look over the last two years, there's been a ton of of hardships and heartbreak mm-hmm. and pain um, in many and and almost everyone's life. We've experienced it to yeah. some degree. Yeah. Out of those hardships can be catalyst for something absolutely beautiful, just like Joseph's life. Something so difficult, <clears throat> so tough, yet it was the most amazing miracle that we have ever experienced and it's Mm. a gift that has changed not just our three lives but millions Mm. of people's lives yeah um yep and so it's it's the christmas story just through a different perspective and it's the perspective of joseph yeah love that yeah that's a that's a big part of the story that is often just totally glossed over with you know the rest of of what gets attention during that that you know, focus on, on Christmas time and, and, yeah. uh, you know, the, the rejoicing that goes into that. Uh, but, but truly a person of incredible character and integrity was Joseph and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, somebody who is, who is willing to, uh, make the best of the situation he was in and, uh, you know, do what he was called to do, which isn't always glamorous and, and isn't always, uh, the easy road and uh yep. you know sometimes we feel like just because you go through a uh hard time like that um you know then you're gonna like have on the other side of it this big payoff or whatever you know where yeah. where things are automatically going to be better but we really don't see that in the in the rest of joseph's story you know um yeah uh 
there there's a very little mention of him um beyond that and uh so he never really gets that that hero title or or anything like that but uh truly a a character that you know is an unsung hero and somebody who yeah who uh quietly did what they were supposed to do and um you know some someone who uh understood uh the the meaning of what they were called to do beyond just the easy celebratory side of it that that we get to enjoy now all these years later and yeah. um I, I love also there too just the transformational truth that that exists in in knowing that christmas story so yeah thank you rusty for uh sharing that for us this year in, in this installment now uh, before we uh wrap this one up um i want to make sure that people who are listening in can follow along with you rusty um there's uh just just um you know a lot of fun stuff to see that you put up but also um like some 180 specific content that people can uh um follow along with so first of all uh you do have an instagram would you be uh okay with uh me sharing that out in the show notes or are you saying it right now if people yeah. wanted to follow along what's your yeah, uh, uh what's your definitely. handle I don't have a clue. I don't use Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I have it. Uh, I will. I will find Rusty's handle and I'll put it in the show notes and uh, make sure you uh, get over there and follow along. Yeah. But there's some good hunting content on there, of course, but also just uh, yeah. you know what what's what's uh, Rusty busy doing, you know, and uh, yeah, it's fun yeah, to see. I mean, you can definitely. Uh, I I think it's Rusty. Just look up Rusty Borup. Same thing with Facebook. Um, the uh you know you can like my page or or follow um and the same thing with 180 as well and uh, the um we always have ways that people can get involved whether you're here from the quad cities or support us if you're not but and also the podcast which is called six and marquette um which has a lot of, of different content maybe you guys will be my guests on there sometime hey i love it man yeah always always game for that that for sure yeah that's a great podcast um so the stories on there are you know they're the raw and uh, uh but they're also uplifting and you get to hear what's going on at 180 and get you know as as rusty said earlier we got the thousand foot view this gives you the ground level view of what's what's going on there which is really cool to see and um i like the name of it too that was that was, that was yeah. a, that was a oh, clever yeah. name sixth and marquette which uh mm-hmm. address right for uh for 180 yep, it, it rep- represents the crossroads that that we're at uh in the community marquette's a very well-known street and so is sixth street and that's uh our main campus is right on that corner so we thought you know, our goal is to show people perspective of what it's like on six of marquette so nice yeah yep yep for sure and uh so make sure you get on there and that podcast i believe can be found on all the main hosting podcast hosting sites right Yep. Yep. So uh, just uh, look it up on your favorite podcast player, and I'm sure you'll be able to find it and get to hear more from Rusty. And then um, is the best way, if someone were to listen to this and they said, hey, that sounds like a great mission, something that I'd like to either uh, volunteer for or maybe financially support, um, are they going to be able to find ways to do that right there on your guys' website? Yep. And that's just 180.org, and it's spelled out. 
So O N E E I G H T Y dot org. And you can find out how to volunteer or maybe, you know, someone that uh, could use our services. You know, if you know someone struggling with addiction or homelessness or coming out of incarceration and you think our program might be a good fit, um, you can find out how they can apply for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's definitely something worth worth uh, looking into for that regard as well and a lot of lives transformed through uh the programs there at 180 so uh, if you know somebody that needs help like that in their life definitely seek them out and uh, uh get them uh get them the help they need that's uh so important and it's so important when you see someone like rusty see how uh god has used him how his life has been uh transformed and uh you know can't just write people off there's so much good that can still come out of a person's life even after uh some really rocky points so uh a lot to uh a lot to look look up to there as far as hope goes so rusty thank you so much for joining brandon yes glad that you could uh get your uh computer to finish updating so it would allow you oh, to uh join sweet goodness <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate your graciousness and your patience thank you guys yeah definitely you need to like go uh eat a pile of uh throat lozenges it sounds like and uh <laughs> i know sleep I, I, in I, tomorrow I, 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 I've been sucking on those things like candy. So, you know, it's kind of funny. My wife, my wife will say half the time, she's like, you know, you're not supposed to eat cough drops all the time. I'm like, I know they're basically candy though. We just eat them anyway. It's fine. <laughs> you just smell like menthol right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> Ricola. That's right. Well, does, any, anyway, the, uh, oh, go does, ahead. Does that mean, are you guys done hunting for the year? You know, I've, actually uh you know what i i need to when you get those firearm privileges uh back rusty let me know and i will treat you to a uh really good uh pheasant hunting opportunity and i am trying to convince brandon to come out and enjoy that very opportunity before the season closes here so so most of my focus has shifted towards that towards pheasant hunting but um yeah, I have, I have uh, a little bit of deer hunting. You know, I got, I have an archery tag in my pocket still that I'd like to try and fill, yeah. but, but you're right. You know, it's kind of the, the wind down phase now, you know, yeah. and I look no. forward, I look forward to shed hunting just as much as I do deer hunting. So that's right around the yeah, corner. I, I found my first, out of all these years of hunting, I can't count how, I mean, how many years, you know, turkey, every, every kind of hunting you can imagine. I've never found a shed until uh, a couple weeks ago. Can you really? believe that? Wow. It's yeah, got to make Instagram, man. I, you got to get that thing I, up there. I, I'm horrible at shed hunting. I've never, not <laughs> mushroom hunting. I, I have no idea how to do that either. Mm. And I stumbled across my first shed out of, I mean, I grew up in the timber. I've never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was so excited. And then I was kind of hooked. I'm like, man, I'm going to have to go out and in a few months here yeah definitely man well, well hey yeah, we kent's, should kent's like the uh the shed hunter extraordinaire now man he's like he's he's all in he i think kent <laughs> loves, there's a uh, lot of guys as much as deer hunting so oh, it, there's no doubt about that my county and uh you'll have to come down and i'll take you out on all our hunting ground and you can find some i'm out there i'm sure deal and i will happily uh 
show you the few tricks that I have stolen from much better shed hunters than myself okay. through, through the years. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd love to do that, man. That'd be, that'd be a ton of fun. And, uh, I'm serious, you know, whenever you're able to let me know. And, uh, we got some uh, good pheasant hunting here that, that you can enjoy, but, uh, that's, a, that's everyone listening is just like, would you guys quit talking about it? You're just making us jealous here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's besides the point. We're going to wrap this one up. Thank you again to uh, Rusty and Brandon. Be sure to head over to 180, again, spelled out, O-N-E-E-I-G-H-T-Y dot org and uh, see what they're up to, see how you can get involved and uh, also head over to the hunt fish life and enjoy the East coast content that Mm. Brandon and his brothers put out, man, I've been noticing how a lot of people have been running over to the hunt fish life Facebook pages to uh, share and enjoy some good hunting and fishing themed laughs. Um, There's been some really good stuff shared there recently and uh, some stuff that's really made me chuckle, but um, (laughs) make sure you check that out. And also don't forget about their, uh, you know, pro shop that they have on their website. Some good uh, Christmas gifts you could pick up there and Mm -hmm. uh, also head over to firstgenhunter.com. I'm, I have an article that's about to go up on late season pheasant hunting and nice. uh, some good tips to keep in mind as we transition into what I really think is the best time of the year for pheasant hunting. And so uh, that'll be going up here probably after I'm done recording here. But, uh, you know, of course, you can find us on our social media pages. Don't forget about Alex Gruen at East to West Hunts. Go to alexgruen.com. Again, Another great Christmas present idea. Get somebody you love, that hunter you love, their own hunt planning, fully comprehensive. I mean, every every little detail taken care of by uh, Alex over there at East to West Hunts. AlexGruen.com. Use the promo code FIRSTGEN10 to save yourself some bucks on that. And until next time, instead of worrying about all that other stuff, the most important thing you need to be worried about is taking care and taking someone hunting. 